this is Michelle with Moms Letting Go Without Giving Up. We are a support um, venue for moms of addicted loved ones, but we welcome dads too. Um, I am the mom of a recovering addict. Our son and daughter-in-law uh, are both in recovery and still living in sober living February First week in February will be a year, and so they're still battling through um, trying to find their way out of the hole of poverty from all the choices that they were making while in active addiction. So it's really hard to uh, continue in sobriety when so many things are going against you, but we're hopeful, and I'm here today to try to bring you hope as well. And my topic today is on prayer. Prayer, because prayer can help us get through this difficult time. When I'm on Facebook, there are so many people that I see that need prayer. And I don't know if you're like me, but I I, I think Facebook algorithms or something must know that I'm a prayer warrior because I feel like I always get all these needs in my feed on people who need prayer for health, for um, death, for life, for all the things that we struggle with. And oftentimes, I have such a heart that I will pause and I'll write a comment, you know, I'm praying for you. And maybe you're the same way. But this week, it got me thinking and when I stop and say, I'm going to pray for you, what does that mean? What does that mean? And what does it mean to you? Um, so it sometimes I feel really insincere. Like, wait a minute. It's really easy to say I'm praying, but what is my specific prayer in this situation? So what I've started to try to do when, when I have the time, I pause and write the prayer I'm praying right there in the comment section of that post because then I feel like I'm sincere, I'm authentic, and I'm showing genuinely what that prayer is, what I am praying for on their behalf, right? Whether it's, you know, for the surgeon to have gentle and healing hands, um, to be untiring in his or her um, surgical procedure for that loved one or whatever it is. Like I I try to be specific and um, I want to challenge you to to do the same thing. Um, And before I start though, why do we pray? You know, it, it, it led me to do this little Um, oh, just this little research this morning in my devotions. You know, why do people pray? And it's because there's a lot of reasons we pray. But I want to just talk about a few of those. Prayer has the power to change lives. Um, And when we're specific, like, God, please help Ryan and his wife stay sober. It can change their life, but it can also change our lives because we, what we are praying for 
is what we're choosing to focus on in our lives. Prayer gives us hope. It gives us purpose. Um, It gives us power to ward off the evil Satan. Um, It's the way we communicate with God. It helps us cope with everything that's going on in our lives. And it strengthens the bond between believers. I mean, think about that. When, When you are struggling and you know there are prayer warriors who are there for you, don't you feel stronger? I mean, we... There's strength in numbers, and when we know there are others who are praying for us for the same reason, we just feel stronger. And prayer fulfills our emotional needs, our emotional needs. So, yes, there is power in prayer. I had a friend who used to be a pediatrician and she was Muslim not a Christian and one day she was in surgery with a child and the child had died on the table and she was new to our community Uh, and so what happened was the people that were in the surgical room and people on the outside gathered around that child and held hands and began to pray. And the doctor witnessed that child coming back to life when she never thought there was a possibility. I can't remember the details, whether that child had drowned. Um, the, The possibility of that child actually regaining life and not having brain damage was like next to zero and what she witnessed was a miracle and the power of prayer in that room was something that she talks about that other people have talked about and it's just one example of many many miracles that happen all around us every day because of prayer and I've never personally witnessed anything like this but yet I'm a believer because I know that there have been miracles out there Uh, and and I guess you could say I never a year ago would have expected our son and daughter-in-law to be this healthy right now and so that in itself is a miracle it's a miracle when they stop to thank us for everything we've done. It's a miracle when for us to be able to sit down and just talk about addiction and where they were at and be just brutally honest about everything. Like so but if we're not praying, we're not looking at miracles. We're not looking for miracles. So we're not going to be able to find them if we're not looking. So that's something to keep in mind. The other thing that with prayer, of course, there's all these benefits, right? But the other thing I want to empower you to do is start focusing your prayer on specifics. 
and I, and and maybe maybe you're already doing this and you're way ahead of me on this journey and I hope so because I want to learn from you too. And by the way, we have a Facebook group, Moms Letting Go. If you go to Facebook and just plug in in the space bar up up at the top, Moms Letting Go without any spaces, you you could find us. Um, we're a group and you have to add to be asked to be added because it's a private group. Uh, a lot of people share raw details of their life and they don't they don't want to share it with the public. So it's a great support group place to just vent, but also to seek prayer. And so um, if, if you're a prayer warrior who has been doing this already, I'd love for you to join the group and share your specific prayers because they help. They really help. And so when, when I pause to read somebody's post who's in need of prayer, I think, okay, God, I, I was born, or I was raised Catholic, baptized at, I don't know, a few weeks old, and we went to church all the time up till sixth grade until my mom had six kids by the time she was 28. And she, her hair was falling out. She was super thin. And in the Catholic profession, uh, in, in the Catholic faith, they didn't believe in birth control. So my mom just kept having babies and she was 28 with six kids. And she quit going to church. She was so angry at the priests because who was going to help her with all these kids and she just couldn't cope. So she tur- she kind of turned away from the church per se, but um, it kind of left a hole in my life. But we were still believers. Um, we believed that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, that he rose from the dead um, and died for our sins, basically. And then my faith has just grown from the community I currently live in and just from trying to plug in. But I'm not a perfect believer. I This is a spiritual journey for me too. And I want to be open and blatant about that. So as my, as my role in this addiction recovery grows so that I can better serve my moms in this ministry, I'm looking deeper at prayer and how I specifically pray for those who need prayer, for myself, for, for others um, in my mom ministry and beyond, right? So why... Why should we try to focus more on building prayer for specifically um, certain entities, certain things? Um, a, a few reasons. When we do that, it helps us define our needs. So if we say, you know, just pray God for the addiction um, epidemic in our world, that's okay and that's good. But if we can focus on what our specific needs are, it helps us stay focused in our life. It increases our faith because when we stay specifically focused, we can then see the miracles and hear God's voice speaking to us. When doors open, we look at that and we're like, oh my goodness, this prayer, God is is here. He's speaking to me by opening this door. Um, 
it makes us more alert for the answers that we're receiving when they do come. And and that is powerful. So, for instance, um, when our son was in early recovery, I sent him a medallion of St. Benedict, I think. And with that, I included a prayer and said, would you pray this every day? And I started praying this prayer with his children in our home. And it was a specific uh, prayer to ward off evil and Satan. And St. Michael the Archangel was that person who defended God in battle. Um, he, he was the saint who protect, protects against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. And when we ask God to rebuke Satan, um, God has our thoughts, right? He can hear them even if we don't say them out loud. But Satan can't hear our thoughts. So when we want to pray out loud to rid his evil from our world, and hey, addiction is a spiritual battle, right? We can pray this prayer out loud and it becomes even more powerful. And it is specific to get to the root of evil. And so um, it's again, an intentional um, type of specific prayer. It can help us feel like at least we're not sitting around doing nothing, right? Because moms can't do anything to help their children stay in recovery. We can't make them get in recovery. We can't control their lives. And part of letting go is saying, okay, I can let go, but I have to let God. And what do I, what is it specifically that I want God to do? And so then there comes down, uh, I'll tell you this quick story. I hope it's quick. I wrote a book, Fractured, Not Broken. It's won a lot of awards. It's option for a movie. It's a powerful, powerful story of a woman, true story, who was um, a nationally ranked athlete and she was hit by a drunk driver and became a quadriplegic. And the story is from multiple points of view, but imagine the mother with an only daughter. Well, you can't imagine that because I'm sure you have sons and daughters who are in addiction and you worry every day they're going to die. So this mother worries that, oh, and her son was in this this accident too. So um, the story is of a young man and woman, 19 and 21, no, 19 and 17. The, the girl was 19, the boy, her brother was 17. And the brother had severe brain damage and the girl suffered, um, is a quadriplegic. So she crimped her spine and was never able to walk again. So a lot of things were going on in the story, but the mom, while the kids were just hours after they were injured, 
She took herself into a chapel and she prayed that her son and daughter would live. Well, a lot of people were praying for that and both of those kids lived. But the mom says in the book, in in the story, she shares that she always wonders, should she have prayed for God's will? What was God's will? And when we pray for our specific wants and needs, is that going against God's will? I don't, we never intend for it to be. But this mother said, had she chosen to pray for God's will, would the would this person, would her son have died? Um, right now he is 38 and actually today's his birthday. He's 38 and um, he can't work. He was in a coma for eight months and so um, his body is very drawn in. He's um, he, he can walk, but with a walker, he understands everything, but his speech is really slow. It's kind of like he's stuck in his teenage years. His contribution to society is minimal from a mom's point of view. It's not for us to judge. I understand that, and I try not to, but it's really hard to not feel sorry for this person. And um, anyway, so I kind of deviated from this, but when we pray, you know, do we pray for God's will? And sometimes what we want and what is in his plan aren't the same things, but we have no, we can't see that. We have no vision for that. And so sometimes, you know, so my journey of being a mom of an addict is now hopefully helping other people. Well, by praying that, so maybe if we pray for God's will in our children's lives, God, use our children to um, as instruments for your goodwill. And maybe that is going to help our sons and daughters on their journey so that they are more able to use their journey to help those who go after them. And those who, you know, are kind of in their lives um, influenced by them. Um, Hang on. Oh, my computer died. And so all my notes are stuck. Um, so, so two things in my message to you today, a couple things in my message to you today, there are many reasons we pray. And two, just think of all those reasons and how powerful they are. And two, how can you help focus your prayers to be more specific when you say to a friend, I'll pray for you. Um, None of us are perfect in communicating or in praying specific prayers 
um, there's no course on how to do that. I guess if you go through seminary, maybe. But study when you're feeling really low. Study scripture. Sometimes I go in the Google space bar and I will Google, you know, how to cope with anxiety using scripture. And I will research scripture and focus on maybe memorizing a Bible verse that's going to help me get through that transition. What can you do? And if you have ideas, which I'm sure you will, please join our Facebook group and share your specific prayers with other moms. I encourage you to do that. If you haven't downloaded the book Moms Letting Go Without Giving Up, it's a free download at momslettinggo.com. You can also buy it on Amazon in a paperback journal form. I think it's $7 or something. So look for it there. But um, I thank you for listening. And if this podcast has been helpful to you at all, leave me a review so that other moms will find encouragement on their journey too. So for for today, God bless. My specific prayer for you is to find the right scripture verses that will guide you on this journey to be a more intentional prayer warrior. God bless.